Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Colin Esler, and I'm here today with Carlos Gomez. Hola, hola, hola. And Tadeo Gasparetto. Hello, everyone. And I think the listeners could already hear from Carlos, poor hola, hola, that today he's not, he's not feeling too good. <laughs> he's a bit under the weather. <laughs> so, Tadeo, can you tell us a little bit about today's paper? Yeah, the paper we're going to discuss today, it's called About the Away Goals Rule in Association Football. Does scraping the rule increase the fairness of the game? So it has been published this year in Joint Sports Economics and has two authors, that is Francisco Bahamond Burke from the Utrecht University and Tilburg University, both in the Netherlands, and Ramon Andres Bahamond Burke from the BB Investments and Consulting in Santiago de Chile. So, well, I guess the introduction is mine. So the Awego rule, it has been introduced by UEFA in 65, 66, in that the European Club Winners' Cup, the UEFA Champions League at that time. And since then, most of the European football competition adopted this rule. What this rule means is like in these straight elimination basis games, is like two legs dispute. So when one team plays at home and then plays away, the away goal rule postulates that when the both teams score the same amount of games in both matches, it means that who are going to classify for the next round we're going to progress is the team who score more goals when playing away. So the general idea behind this is that it would promote offensive strategies. So it would somehow to a kind of incentive to avoid playing defensively when playing away. So it would be better to try to go, try to score because it would give you like this extra advantage. So, and then Common Ball and other confederations worldwide, they took more time to implement this, wasn't at the same moment as UEFA. And they mentioned here that a Common Ball, that's the setting that they work, it applied firstly in 1988, but there is a small differentiation that when comparing to the UEFA Champions League or to a UEFA tournament, that not all across the tournament, it happened. So it happened in all qualification states, all playoff states, but in the final. So in the final, these rules were not applied for a certain period of the moment. And this is very sad for me personally, because my team, Fluminense, we reached the final in 2008. And if the Awego rule were happening, we would win because we lost 4-2 in the first match. We won 3-1 in the second match when playing at home. But then extra time and penalties, we lost in penalties. So the idea, just to finalize this introduction, is that the idea was to use this nature experiment about small differences in time and in the rule and to analyze whether this rule increase the scoring and whether there is a kind of favoritism for the first team playing at home. So I think that's really interesting to hear this kind of background for the Wagle rule because... We all of us, we watched football and then we knew what was happening, but I never really understood why it was there. You know, we were all watching it, but here when I read this paper, I understood why they implemented the away goal rule. And of course, we all know a situation like uh, today with Fluminense. They happened many, many times. So I don't know if it's true. I really don't. It might just be semi-knowledge, but for me, I feel like the Italian teams, they were always the one benefiting from that. But I really don't know. That was just my impression. So 
what are they doing here? What do they have? And their strength here, obviously, is their data because they look at international matches for UEFA and Commonwealth from 1988 until 2018. So for almost 30 years. And what they do is they look at the goals that the team score with the away goal rule and without it. And then what they do is that they just compare these numbers. So now, as an economist, you could say, but wait, you know what? There are so many things that we have to consider, so many things that we control for. But the argument is that basically this is like a randomized data set, and it's such a large data set that most of those things are not going to influence the results. So they look at the results for the Champions League, UEFA Cup, Europa League, and so on, and they basically only compare the goals for the first leg, so for the first match, and then for the second match. And then they see, did the away goal rule change something? And Carlos, did the away goal rule change something? Thank you, Cornell. Um, it's a bit tricky to say, because at first sight, the authors do find a positive effect of the rule on both the number of away goals and also the number of total goals in first leg as well. However, the authors realize that they are looking at a panel that is a little bit imbalanced because they have a lot more games coming from the UEFA than from Comebol. So what they do, they split these two samples and then they look again at the effect of the rule for the sub-samples. And what they find then is really interesting. The results do not hold when they isolate the rule and the competitions because the previous results were primarily driven by the UEFA. In comable matches, the rule has no impact or even negative impact on away goals and total goals. And this, for me, is the main result of the paper. And the takeaway message, and I wanted to ask you guys, because sometimes we only looked at one topic or one phenomenon in one specific country or a society. And then we imply that this might be the case everywhere else. And for example, what these authors find is that if talking about behavior or perhaps a strategy, the results might be very different when you look at one, in this case, it's a leak, but it could be very different society as well. And that for me is an important result of the paper. This result also goes against the predictions of their own authors that they thought that the rule would have a different impact. What did you think when first reading the paper? What did you think the impact of the rule would be on the goals? Mm, to be honest, I thought there would be no change. That was my impression. What about you, Tadeo? Oh, I really don't know. It's hard. I guess my impression would be the same. It's like, didn't change anything. And, and also, Carlos? Yeah, I, I thought this would perhaps be different regarding uh, small teams and big teams and regarding this difference, how these teams would approach such a game, knowing that there are two legs. So for me, it was also unclear. But it is really um, fun for me to read because the authors included a small section at the end of the paper saying this, that the results go against their predictions and it's also something that we are not used to read. Okay, so this is the first result of the paper. And the authors also do something else afterwards. Cornell didn't mention in the method section, after looking at these core results, they also looked at the effect of away goals rule on deciding the winner. And then they run some additional regressions and then they look at the probability of the team that is closing these two matches at home 
the probability of winning, right? So is it easier for the team that is playing at home to win the second leg? And they find some interesting results. So Ceteris Paribus, the team that is close in the series at home, has more chances to win. And also when this team is seated as a favorite, because this is usually what happens. The second team playing at home oftentimes is a team that is seated. So this means that it's an average better performing team. But they do find that the rule is associated with a significant reduction of the chances of the team closing at home to win. And this is interesting. So this is something that the away goal rule is doing, fighting this home advantage for the second team. Then they also look at some other situations where the probability of winning when the team is closing the streams at home after a tie, and also what happens to the probability of the team closing at home in overtime. And this is the key result of the paper. I don't know, guys, if you want to say something else. So for me, I have one question for both of you, because often when I watch these matches, what they say is that if you win 1-0, it is more valuable than winning 2-1, right? This is basically what the away goal rule is saying, mm -hmm. that one is more valuable than the other. So 1-0 is better than 2-1. But what about you? Do you think, I mean, suppose you would be a player or a coach, how would you see that? Mm. What do you say, Carlos? I played football a lot and uh, never had to face this type of rule because <laughs> in amateur competitions, usually you don't have this. I would probably change my strategy, yes. And the authors discuss a little bit this as well about the strategy and how to face this type of match. If I am playing at home the first game, I would perhaps not openly attack. I would be a, a little bit more conservative in this way. I'm playing my second game away then I will try to make the game more open. I try to pull it. So it will have, I guess, an effect on the way I look at the game and my strategy as a coach or as a player, yes. But I mean, Carlos, <laughs> do you think you would prefer a 1-0 to a 2-1 in general? Just if you could choose. Yes, yes. Yeah, you would? You would yeah. say a 1-0, you're more satisfied with a 1-0 than a 2-1? Yeah, and it's also, I think, very important from the perspective of the goalkeeper and the defense. It gives a bit of extra confidence when they don't receive a goal. So I would choose that with the other one possibility. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, this line is like with this rule, definitively is like the 1-0 is more favorable in the terms that you have to go there and score at least one. Well, let's say a draw is okay for you, but still it's like somehow you have to score. Otherwise, if they score one, one is already penalty or extra time. So it tends to change the strategy. But still, it's like there is one component is how favorite or how strong you are when comparing to your rival. It's like when you know that you are too strong team, perhaps, okay, you can start the match thinking and score one, two, three, and then manage the time because you likely score a goal away as well so it really depends who are in, in the game i think so okay yeah i think i have a different perspective here because my perspective is not on a strategy but it's about suppose you're a player or a coach and suppose i win a game 1-0 or i win a game 2-1 i wouldn't evaluate that i was better in the one than in the other so yeah i don't have the same opinion with Carlos. although i understand that as a keeper of course it's nice if you don't conceive But on the other hand, you could say, you know what, we scored two goals, so our forwards were better. So, and then you have at least three players who might be better, I don't know, psychologically, because they scored more. But I don't know. Anyways, interesting piece of research. And 
I'm sure we will see a bit more on this behavioral and strategy choices of professional sports clubs in the future. Cornell, Tadeo, thank you very much. This is everything for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the weekly sports piece. Stay tuned 